0: Hi there, this is Jen with Atomic Teacher, the podcast for teachers who take it up a notch. Today we're talking with Karen Olorinde, a teacher of students first and math second. What would you say defines you as a teacher? Wow,
1: I think probably the biggest thing when I talk to people about what I enjoy most about it is the relationship with students. When I talk about being a teacher, I define myself as a teacher who cares about kids before I even define myself as a math teacher. I try and make sure that within my class, the students are learning more than math, that they are learning about being good people, about respecting each other, and about building relationships and how you treat each other in life.
0: So you decided to become a teacher and then you chose math as your path.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, looking back, I've done it for so many years that now it's hard to remember the full sort of exploration in my own head of, the, of it. But I, I feel like even before I had confidence in math, which I didn't necessarily always have, um, I had thought about being a teacher as I
0: grew up. You look to build success in kids who haven't been successful before. Yes. So what steps do you take to get them to see that success?
1: Acknowledging even when they've had a little bit of improvement, even if it's just tiny, helping them see that they are improving. But I also think it comes in giving different platforms for them to show their work or their thinking and what they're doing. So it's not always just solving a problem, but even just talking about it so that you can say to them, yeah, you're on the right track or you got that. And I really try to not do things the same way all the time so that it keeps it new for me because I think that kids feed off of that. So if I'm excited about what we're doing because I haven't been doing it for so many years, they're gonna feed off
0: of that excitement. So you make math personal. I try, (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. Have you ever had a happy accident in the classroom that's become something that you go back to?
1: Yeah, it's funny because probably several years ago now, I had given one of my Algebra two classes an activity, and they, one of the students just asked, well, how is this going to be counted? And I thought, I hadn't really thought too much on it. <laughs> like, I was really just sort of wanting to see how they understood it. And I said, you know what, why don't we vote on it? And why don't you guys tell me? And that day, when I got through those papers, I found, wow, just asking them that, It gave me so much information. Just that one moment I had learned so much about how they were feeling about it that now I do it on a regular basis (laughs) all the time. Every other day we do a quick check on the previous lesson and they vote. Do they want it to count as a quiz or do they want it to count as a
0: classwork? You also do a learning target reflection that gives you a similar view of how the kids are feeling.
1: Yeah. Um, this year, I started with the learning targets. We've expanded them to make sure that, as we word our learning targets, that it gives the students uh, sort of a measurement of how they know that they've learned what they were supposed to. With that change, I also started having the students do a reflection in, in Google Classroom where they tell me if they think they met the target, and I. Enjoyed that change so much because the students will write just a short message to me It's the same question every day um, that I'm asking. I just ask them. What was the learning target today? and do you feel you met the target and Please explain how you know you met it or if there is anything that you're still wondering about and the responses that I've gotten just even in the first quarter, have gotten longer and longer with the students. They write more and more to me. And I make it a dedicated practice to respond to every reflection. So I will write back just even a sentence or two to every student about what they wrote to me. They feel more comfortable doing that than raising their hand and asking me in class or even face-to-face for some of my um, ESOL students at the beginning of the year I may only have gotten one sentence from them or sometimes I have a couple that were avoiding doing the reflection and I would just walk up to them when it was time and I'd say don't you don't you get out of here today without doing this and they would laugh at me I would say, I know I know you're trying to sneak away and <laughs> then they I would just get them to tell me something And I think once they realized I was writing back to them as if what they had written was perfect, I wasn't in any way, you know, criticizing their grammar, their punctuation, their language in any way whatsoever, I was still responding and writing a little note back to them. I think that it just made it a a platform where it was a little bit easier to talk. Something interesting actually on this happened. I was out And I was reading through the reflections that the students wrote to me. And so many of them were like, Miss Oh, you're not here today. Where are you? (laughs) And and saying, you know, I understood this part of the lesson. But when you come back, can you teach this part again? And I thought, wow, this is amazing. Because before you you leave a lesson plan and you come back and you think, okay, I hope they got what I, I wanted them to get out of that. But I really felt like... I knew exactly how each of them felt with it and who would have thought you know with writing and math class (laughs) and it's giving me so much information with them that I enjoy it.
0: Wow that's amazing. Do you think that the fact that you respond is important? I do
1: and I enjoy responding. I think it it goes back to the relationship with the students. Um, It makes it not something that's being graded. It's not just work but it's like a little note instead.
0: How do you find time in the day to do that? Oh.
1: And <laughs> it's, it's been really learning this is my was my first experience using Google Classroom and so really just sort of learning how I can do it and because I enjoy it and I enjoy the conversation um, even in between things, if I'm waiting for a meeting to start or I'm you know, sitting at my, my daughter's dance practice or something, I can pull it up and read two or three responses you know, and respond back to them as easy as I could you know, pull up Facebook and read <laughs> comments on a link on there or something like that. It's, it's, it doesn't take long. So what's your favorite teacher trick? I don't know necessarily that it's a trick, as much as it is to have the students know that I care in in some way. And having conversations with them that's not always about the work. Um, Those sort of silly conversations that sometimes come up that might get you off task for a minute, but I, I really think it's those conversations that bring kids to class.
0: There it is, Adam Nation, one of our atomic teachers in action. If you're doing something atomic in the classroom, let us know. Tweet it with the hashtag, AtomicTeacher. Thanks for listening. See you in class.